What would you suggest for somebody who isn't really into restaurant fish? I responded. The salmon and the swordfish are both fresh. Flown in today, after sitting how long in a boat? How about the bay scallops with fettuccine primavera? The sauce is light, the scallops were individually quick frozen, and if you don't like the scallops, you can push them to one side. She wasn't the least bit offended by my comments. You got it, I said. House dressing on your salad? Sure. While Curtis ordered a poached salmon fillet, he evidently didn't share my vision of fish turning cloudy-eyed in the middle of the hold and chose a wine. I looked around the restaurant, or what little I could see of it. The wooden walls of the booth were high, shutting off the booths on either side, and the ones across the aisle were staggered in a way that made it hard to see both occupants at the same time. The light on the table had a fluted orange shade, barely enough to read by, Soft sounds from the piano in the bar filtered in through hidden speakers. A date restaurant. I was actually in a serious date restaurant. A thought crossed my mind that there was a proper way to behave here. It had died by the time the waitress left. But what do you do when you walk into the station tomorrow morning? What happens? I persisted. If I'm any good, nothing. I watch and they do just what they would do on any other Monday morning. How long do you watch? As long as I need to. Once they're used to my presence, I ask questions. I ask Brienne how she sees the problem with Steve. Ask Steve how he sees the problem with Brienne. Ask Lane and other co-workers for their observations. Here we are, the waitress said, presenting the wine bottle for Curtis to inspect. He put his glasses back on to make certain the label was what he wanted, then nodded. She deftly twisted the cork out and handed it to him. He sniffed it and nodded again. She splashed a little in his glass. He swirled it and sipped. That's fine, he said, smiling at her. She poured me half a glass, splashed a bit more into his, stuck the rest of the bottle in an ice bucket and left. She smiled back at Curtis before she walked away, and I felt a twinge of jealousy— I didn't want to feel it, but I was jealous of how easy the ritual was for her. I tried the wine. You could have ordered beer, Curtis said. No, really. I'm getting a kick out of drinking this stuff. What is it? Chardonnay. The word is becoming almost synonymous with American white table wine, but this one has some character. I stared at the glass. Personality, too. Well... Yes, I suppose you could say that. There is something arbitrary about the words used to describe wines. Like acquired taste? <laughs> I'll find the waitress. You really want a beer? No, I really want to figure out what people see in wine. He looked at me thoughtfully. I don't suppose it would help if I talked about primal echoes of Dionysian revelries. I'll keep trying. I raised my glass. He clinked his against it. The wine still tasted like cold, thin, fruity acid, as far as I was concerned. Now, back to the TV station. You said you were going in to watch for a while. Then what? I can't answer that. I don't know what I'll find. Really? Do you make it up as you go along? Close enough, he sighed. I'll give you a progress report in a few days. That stopped me. The words, in a few days, and how casually he said them. Curtis Breckenridge and I were, in some sense of the phrase, 
seeing each other, and I was clearly having more trouble with the sense of a university professor, especially one who taught something as shapeless as leadership studies and couldn't even explain what consulting was about, dating a private investigator, than he was. Maybe I just had more trouble with dating than he did. What's happened with the neurotic, he asked, just as the waitress slipped salad plates in front of us. She blinked, but walked away with professional grace. Nothing so far. I was finishing something else, and I haven't started on the case. All I know is that she quit her job and moved, and she didn't leave a forwarding address with the post office. The neurotic Curtis was asking about had been a psychologist's patient who skipped out on a bill for several thousand dollars. The shrink had turned the account over to a collection agency, which had hired me to find her. And... What are you going to do? He smiled again to let me know that he hadn't really felt needled by my questions. He kept smiling.